Welcome back to Trot's Life. It is your Tuesday edition. A man I've wanted to get on for a little while and have a chat to is David Collins. Not a huge name in harness racing, but there is a story to be told. David, firstly, mate, uh, how are you and whereabouts are you today? Oh, really good, thanks, Toby. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, at uh, Juan Turner, uh, sunny Juan Turner. Beautiful. Now, Take, take us right back, David, and this might go back some time ago. What sparked your interest in harness racing? Oh, well, my, my family have had uh, harness racing horses since the uh, 1920s, actually. So it's yeah. been a, a long time past time for my family. And Dad uh, had uh, had horses. I think he, he first got licensed as a trainer and driver in the early 1960s and uh, Oh, from the age of 11, I think he needed a track worker. So um, I was it. And uh, he taught me how to how to drive and harness up horses and, and so forth. And uh, that would have been about 1977. And uh, we we um, used to work on the roads around uh, Brown Hill, which is an outer suburb of Ballarat in those days. Um, mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't dream of doing it now. And uh, then, you know, it got a little bit dangerous. So we moved our training activities up to the Ballarat Showgrounds, which was... A very nice little uh, track, uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, now home to the North Ballarat Football Club. Yeah, okay. So do you you got into actual race driving, though, at that time as a young bloke? Uh, yes, I, I uh, started, started doing fast work from age 11, and I was hooked from that moment on. I guess anyone that um, gets behind a horse for the first time and, and goes quick with them, as um, you know, get get the same sort of feeling. It's pretty exhilarating. Uh, I waited until I was about seventeen or eighteen before I got a race driving license, and uh, I think I probably had about eighteen eighteen or so drives, and uh, had a couple of places and and a and a uh, a win at Mount Gambier um, on one of Dad's horses. What was its name? Galvanite. Uh Yeah, he won about seven races for my father, so he he was a fairly handy horse. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, he he let me drive him, which was terrific. Yeah, um, a, re- a really good feeling driving a winner. Twenty second of March, nineteen eighty six, Galvanite won uh, for the late the estate of John Milton Collins, driven by David Collins at Mount Gambier. That is a long time ago, David, a long, long time ago now, but that was your first and only drive, uh, winning drive. Yep. That's right. Yes. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get my license back. It's, it's a long process, Toby, and I don't know how the stewards are going to view, uh, <laughs> my book of trial drives. I think it goes back over 10 years now. So, um, I'll be asking them nicely if they can grant me a driver's license again when the time comes. Well, well, listen to this. The other drivers in the race, Rod Barker in second, Adrian Kemp ran third, and we had his brother David on who ran fifth in the race only last week on this show, Kelvin Barker, Andrew Clark, Neil Shepard still trains horses, Rosemary Black, I don't know, Graham Howard still trains horses, a bloke by the name of Kevin Bruff is an absolute legend of the sport. And Barry Finnis was in the race. Jason Finnis's dad. Nearly every driver in that race is still in harness racing. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable, isn't it? It yeah. just goes to show it. it. Once it's in the blood, it stays there, Toby. Do you remember how you spent the $480 in prize money that your dad <laughs> won? <laughs> uh 
yeah, I, I think I bought myself a, a nice pair of boots with the with the proceeds. Uh, my, my dad was an economical man when it came to a sling, but I think he gave me enough money to buy a pair of boots there. <laughs> Julie and Joe won the race before you, so they would have been sick of Ballarat people by the end of the night. Oh yeah, yeah they they um yeah they they were sort of getting used to our raids over there. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but what a, what a terrific place to go and race um, Mount Gambier. Really friendly people, great club, yeah, and still going to this day, which I'm I'm happy to see. Yeah. So there's a hiatus of a considerable amount of years. Uh, was there no harness racing there for a long period? Uh, well, I, I guess I sort of mucked around with it um, from, uh, you know, my, uh, you know, from the time I was 11 until probably my early 20s. I've actually, I had, I had some jobs uh, for professional trainers in harness racing in my hmm. early 20s. I, I did, um, did a little stint at Meadowbrook um, stud for uh, Kevin and Patsy Abrahams and stayed there for about six months. And then I went to Queensland and I got a, a job um, with um, John McMullen, Hollywood John McMullen, who um, trained just next door to Albion Park, more or less. And, yep. And that was a, a really um, good experience. Um, very professional guy, um, like, you know, a, a high achiever. And, you know, and I was lucky to sort of, you know, get to get to work there because you sort of got to see um, what it took to go to the top level of harness racing. John yeah. uh, lived it and breathed it. And um, yeah, there are a lot of good visiting trainers came there too. Ted Demler stabled horses there. Brian Hancock, um, I think he had Thor eight there at one stage um, for the winter carnival. So, you know, you got to learn a lot just by being in that environment. Yeah. You wouldn't have been yeah. at, at McMullen's in 1991, would you? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, it would have been 91, yeah. Yep. Do, you, do you remember Teddy Demler brought a horse up, won the Queensland Derby that year and stayed at yeah, McMullen's? That's right. I, I think he had uh, he had Skyring Boy, uh, which it's claimed to fame as it got to be on the Sullivans, I think, in the trotting episode there. So Yeah. Um, no, no. Yeah, Te- yeah. Teddy had a horse called Barrel Boy win the Queensland Derby in 1991. That's right, yes. And, yeah, just stable around the corner from, from the bungalow of John's, yeah. Great horse, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he certainly was. Here's my father's horse, David, and my mother's. Oh, well, <laughs> yes. oh, there you go. What what a, what a small world, yeah. 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 I'd be claiming you put the uh, icing on the cake for him and uh, was your you were the one responsible for getting him over the line that night. Oh, well, I, 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 <laughs> I can't take... Can't take the credit for that. I think um, Ted was uh, an exceptional trainer. Um, he 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 would wander around with a little um, spiral notepad, noting down everything John um, did with his horses. So um, <laughs> Fair he, he was a he, Ted. Ted was a, very much a student too. I think. Yeah. So, someone said on this show that the best thing you can do is steal with your eyes, and it's free to do it. No one will ever charge you for it. So Teddy was obviously stealing with his eyes at, at, throughout his life, which. By the sounds that you have as well. So at some point in all of this, you've got back into wanting to train your own horse? Yes, that's right. Uh, I I sort of didn't didn't, uh, have anything to do with them for a long, long time. Um, Probably... Probably the you know early mid nineties, early nineties, I sort of um, lost interest in it, and and then uh, uh, I started um, working at, at uh, Preston at a community mental health clinic there, and every morning I would have to drive past Gower Park uh, 
And um, I'd see Frank Hoban, uh, uh, who at that stage was the only trainer working on that track, uh, jogging horses and occasionally fast working them. So, um, you know, I sort of would uh, make a point of going past when he was working his horses. And then um, one day I thought, I'll go and introduce myself. And, uh, and you know, Frank was uh, very generous with his time and, and uh and uh, I learned a little bit off him too, uh, you know, as well. So um, I think uh, I, I think he he was um, a great storyteller, and and uh, you know, and all uh, and a, and a bit like my father Milton, he he was an all rounder with horses. He could um, he could feed them, train them, chew them, and drive them. So you know, um, you know, which is a less common thing these days in harness racing. So yeah, uh, and and that was where my interest. Uh, got started again I guess and, and then uh, and then after I stopped working at Preston I moved over to uh, to Ringwood uh, just near the, the great um, training centre the Croydon Light Harness Club uh, yeah. uh, and became uh, became involved there in 2009. So Galvanate was by a sire called Gavelland. Now yep. Gavelland is also the sire of a mare called Gavel Gold. Gavel Gold had a mare called Tequila Topaz, and Tequila yeah. Topaz is the mother of Elkadassa. So somehow you have tracked down the progeny of a Gavelland horse. Was that part of your thinking, or is that just an extreme coincidence? No, it was part of my thinking because uh, uh, that that particular maternal line belonged to um to uh ken day who uh and his father and uh they were they were, uh, they were horse breeders and trainers up in, in leeton in the riverina which is you know probably in through the uh, 60s and 70s australia's premier sort of breeding nursery and uh, um they were very canny breeders and 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 once i saw that uh, that bloodline in some uh you know stock catalogues for uh, for uh, the the Rose Hill Farm, which is just outside of Ballarat, um, that the Jacobsons had a few years ago. Uh, when I saw that bloodline, I thought I've got to have that. I've got to have that weanling. So I bought um, bought back an alien's uh, mum uh, uh, as a weanling from the Jacobsons, and uh, you know uh, I, lo- I love the breed the breeding, and, and I knew the breeding was a, a, a good uh, line, and and I thought, well, you know, if the horse is not you know, so good on the track or, or gets injured while well, I can breed from her. And, and that's what I've sort of done in this instance. What You named it Al-Kadassa, A-L-K-A-D-A-S-A. I have no idea what that means. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely not Arabic, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which some people think it is, but it's definitely not Arabic. It's actually an amalgamation of... Um, all our family uh, first names in my family. So there's Alex, uh, Kath, Sam and, and David. So the first two letters, yeah, it was just a, a bit of a made-up name. You know, um, you, you get them from time to time. Uh, yep. I think uh, I think the great trotter, Grammel, was, um, was also a, a made-up name. Uh, Might have been... The, the the wives the wives of the owners uh, uh, Grace and Melinda or something like that it was a made up name too so I sort of got the idea from from that there yeah. uh, unfortunately she wasn't as good as Grandma though um, but <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't even trot <laughs> so she didn't make it and you had that backup plan and uh, you sent her off to Village Jolt and then to Julius Season you've bred two foals out of her. 
Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the village jolt uh, service was was actually won um, uh, through a harness breeders Victoria raffle, and and that was um, really terrific. Uh, um, there's a lot of good stud masters out there that that support uh small scale breeders like like me and and uh you know uh, raffle raffle the um services so uh we bred to her and we got a beautiful filly uh she was she was a lovely uh, little filly uh, unfortunately she sort of died in a paddock accident uh but um uh we we sort of went to Julius Caesar after that happened and um we were sort of had high hopes for her actually she was um a, a really well gated pacer and um and had a very good attitude and want love love to work as well so but uh anyway we we got um we got the service to julius caesar and and uh bred back an alien uh also known as paddy by, by his stable name paddy he comes from yep comes from the murphy's uh mountain view stud so paddy was a good <laughs> nickname for him it's unbelievable i've I've got another another chat that I'll be doing today. David Murphy will be involved as well, and uh, the mayor is actually by Metropolitan as well. So there's a lot of uh, coincidences going in, and that'll be a bloke by the name of Wayne Ronan. So be interesting to Mike. see the correlation between the two. But back an alien uh, is the first horse you've trained in your name. Is that right? Uh the second, yeah. Second. So I had a horse that Dad gave to me years ago, and uh, yeah, she was no good at all. Um, didn't <laughs> didn't want to run. I gave her one start at Mount Gambier and gave up on her very promptly. So, uh, and I think that was in 1986. What was its name? And, uh, pony size, because she was she was a little pony size thing, and um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Dad kept her and, and bred a few horses from her, but um, yeah, she just did not have the attitude for it. And that that was one thing I learned off that horse. If if they don't want to go, um, yeah. if they don't want to even jog jog nice and briskly around the training track for you, they're probably not much good. So um, yeah, so you know you learn every you learn a lot from everything you do. I think Toby, yeah, hundred percent. So back in Alien gets to the races as a three year old and. Uh, you'll know I've followed his career very closely as, as oh, yeah. yeah, and he's run sixth at his first start and then fifth at his second start. And he just showed a bit, didn't he? He just gets to the line nicely in both those starts to show that there is something there. Yeah. He he loves to run. He he really mm. loves to run. He, um, he, he sort of puts in and he's got a, uh, good, good heart and, um, yeah, I, I was really happy uh, with if he finished sixth and fifth at his first two starts. I think that that was his second preparation as well. I'd broken him in uh, as a yearling and turned him out, and then uh, I thought I'm, I'll go all the way with him in the second. I'll go as far as I can possibly go with him uh, in the second preparation, and and that's where we ended up. Uh, we ended up at the races with him, so that was terrific, terrific um, to get there again. And then he's, I assume it's his third preparation. So that was April last year. He comes back in January and he ran fourth at Yarra Valley and then third at Cranbourne. I saw you after that third and I said, well, at least we know he's formed six, five, four, three, and he's heading in the right direction. That's right. He should have run second <laughs> instead of winning that race, Toby, uh, by rights. But he, he got ahead of us and, and won it. So, yeah. 
That, the third at Cranbourne, though, he, he just had no idea what he was doing, really, the horse. He saw daylight and he came and then he stopped a bit and he wondered what he was doing and then he, he came again and he just showed that the ability certainly was there. He just had to put it all together. Yeah, that's right. He, he's still learning and, and uh, you know, he's still still uh, fairly green and I'm, I'm probably green with him too, you know. I'm still learning about him and, and what, he, what he sort of... Uh, what he needs in in the run, and uh, you know, there's there's a few different uh, times when um, when he's confounded me a little bit, and I've had to try different things, and uh, you know, try and work him out a little bit. So it's um it's it's a, a really interesting caper training harness racing horses, Toby. You never stop learning from it, and they're they're all very different too. One approach will work with one horse, and another approach will have no effect at all. The 26th of January, 2023, and a little maiden race at Cranbourne with only six horses in it. And Matty Abbott had actually driven the first winner on Feel the Buzz, and he backed up for a, a race-to-race double on Back and Alien. And, and you were just you were just stoked, weren't you? You and Kath. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It was an amazing feeling. Um, yeah, I... I we were yelling so hard. I'm, I'm pretty sure he could hear us out on that track there. Um, yeah, it was an awesome feeling. Yeah, re- really sort of really an emotional feeling too. Like, uh, um, yeah, like since 2009, I think I've, uh, he's the fourth horse I've trained at Croydon. And, uh, um, uh, you know, it's a lot, long time, long time to be mucking around with them. And, you know, uh, and yeah, the, the reward for patience sort of uh, ended up uh, being there, Toby, yeah. Drove a winner in 1986, I think you said, from memory now. And then 2009, you start playing with them again. And 14 years later, Bacchanalian wins a race at Cranbourne. And, yeah, <laughs> no wonder you were emotional. Such toil and patience paid off, mate. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. And, and um, you know, like... It's, the harness racing is sort of, it's not my only interest in life and I, I sometimes pick it up and, and, and leave it for a little while. But, um, you know, I, I was damn determined to sort of, you know, get there with, with um, this horse because he's shown me enough out on the training track as a young horse that, that he can do it. So, um, yeah, and that, that sort of, you know, gives you that extra incentive too when you've got a horse that sort of shows you a little bit of promise as well. So, yeah. The celebrations that night and those educated that know that Bacchanalian means drunken revelry. Was there a bit of that that night? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, we had a, a couple of um, drinks um, pro- probably the night after. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, the Ro- the Roman god at Bacchus is one of my favourites. Um, and, um, yeah, they're... they're there have been a couple of Bacchanalian times to uh, <laughs> celebrate his win there. And, and that fit with Julius Caesar, obviously. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit of a history history nut. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, that, that, I had to have something historical there. You used the word nut. I didn't, David. Now, tonight yeah. at Cranbourne, race eight, number one. It's really tough at 51 to 54 rated level for a little while. It is going to be tough for this horse back in Alien. But you go there, you've drawn the pole, and you're definitely a chance. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, the, the gods have uh, shone, shone upon, upon him tonight with the draw. So, um, yeah, we're, we're hoping, um, 
hoping to be up up near the front and uh, and you know have a have a good good run in, into the race and that at the end of it. So um, yeah, it's a it's a smart field and uh, there's there's a lot of um, a lot of good uh, form horses in there. So mm. it's going to be good. I, it will sort of give me an idea of where where the horse is at. Um, you know after tonight. So um, yeah, he he's hoping. Uh, I've, I've been uh, been doing all the all the right things with him. Seven of the eight horses have won in their last uh, four, four starts, so it is a really good form race. David, thank you so much for coming on and telling your story. It's a, it's an amazing and intriguing story, and, yep, you only train a horse or two, but uh, every single person that trains a horse is a big part of this industry. So thank you, and best luck going forward with Back and Owen. Thank you very much, Toby. There is David Collins with a runner tonight in Back and Alien. And what an amazing story that is over so many years. And, yep, I did get that horse in there, Barrel Boy.